Welcome back as we close out the week here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry, and it's my great privilege to be with you today. Thank you for your listenership. As I've mentioned the last few days, I'd like to personally invite you, if you are anywhere near, within driving distance of Bloomington, Illinois, tomorrow. I'd like for you to join me. November 7th, Saturday, November 7th, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., Bible Tracks Incorporated will be hosting an open house. That means we want to invite you, you, your family, your friends, your church. Get a few folks together. We would love to see you there. Please consider fellowshipping with us. There'll be some free food and snacks and things like that. But what I'd really like you to do is to see with your own eyes. The Bible says, mine eye affecteth mine heart. I'd like you to see with your own eyes exactly what we do here. The time, the effort, the energy. Not for our glory or our edification, but so that you know how to pray for us. So that you know how to consider the opportunity that we have for the gospel's sake here. I'm not asking for your money. I'm asking, yes, for a few moments of your time because we need your prayers and we need you to use gospel tracts. There really are so many amazing stories that we could tell. And I'm excited in the near future to get back to giving you some stories from the front, some tract stories, those my own personal experience, but also some that have been shared with me by listeners just like you. And I'd love to hear them in person. If you have a tract story for us or you have an encouraging word, come visit with us tomorrow, Saturday, November 7th. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's an open house, so pop in or out. If you have 10 minutes or you have two hours, regardless, come on by. Bring somebody with you. We would love to see you there. I'll make one more plea with you about that at the conclusion of the program, but just in case you need our street address, look for Bible Tracks Incorporated at 1925 South Main Street. That's 1925 South Main Street, Bloomington, Illinois. 61704. Of course, these days you can GPS it or Google it, whatever you need to there. But Bible Tracks Inc., 1925 South Main Street, Bloomington, Illinois, 61704. I would love for you to come. Today we're going to conclude our discussion on sin. Lord willing, come the turn of the year, not too far from now, this year really has flown by, we're going to have a special emphasis. We're going to have a special guest in the studio. We'll see if the Lord allows everything to work out the way I'm praying and the way I'm hoping. You're not going to want to miss our beginning of the year broadcasts. But today, I'd like to look at discipleship study number 13 on sin. The opportunity that you have is to receive these discipleship studies for free. We would love to send them to you. We'll send you a PDF. We'll send them to you in the mail if you'd prefer to receive it that way. We all need a firmer grounding, a better foundation of biblicality. You may notice, especially this week, it has been rich with Bible verses. I think two days ago, I may have quoted 20 or 25 different Bible verses during the course of the study. And that's because I'm not trying to give you my opinion. I'm trying to give you what the Bible says. So today, let's jump back into it. Yesterday, I gave you an introduction, a definition of sin, a description of sin an understanding of the devastation that sin causes. But today, let's look at this thought. Sin, this missing the mark, this failure to live up to what God requires of us, it's part of every single one of us. We can't get away from it, 
but we can mitigate it with God's help. But understand this, sin will take you farther than you want to go. Sin leads from just a drink to drunkenness. It leads from just a little bit of flirting to adultery. Sin can lead from cigarettes to cancer. Sin leads from one single high, a moment of fun, to a lifetime of addiction. Sin can lead from one joke or one image to a perverted mind. Sin will always take you further than you want to go. Sin will also cost you more than you want to pay. Think of it this way. If you were going through the grocery store and you were grabbing some canned goods, maybe some corn and some green beans and things like that, and maybe it says 49 cents per can. You say, oh, that's a reasonable price. I'll grab some of these here. I need them for maybe a soup or a dinner that I'm going to make. And you get up to ring out and to check out of the grocery store, and that same can of green beans rings up for $49. Would you still be interested in it? Originally, it was supposed to be 49 cents. Well, for that cost, I'll go down to the grocery store down the street. I'm not going to pay almost $50 for a can of green beans. Say that's a silly illustration. Actually, it's very apt. It's very timely because sin's checkout price is always higher than the advertised price. You see, sin wants to lure you through the door. Come on in. The water's fine. Meanwhile, you, like the proverbial frog, slowly boil to death. There's always a thrill now, but the bill comes later. Sin will cost you your reputation, peace of mind, and health. Sin will cost you far more than you want to pay. Sin will take you places you don't want to go. Remember that it was sin that took the prodigal to the pig pen. Sin took Absalom and Judas to a tree where they hung and died. Sin will take you to a gutter if you're not careful. It will very likely put some extra wrinkles on your face. Sin will take you places you don't want to go. Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. Lot went to Sodom just for a visit. He lived there for 20 years and lost his family. Naomi went to Moab to visit and lost her husband and two sons. Sin always invites you just for a visit, but it always keeps you longer than you want to stay. Sin, to a Christian, is like a bullet in the body. There can be no strength in healing until the bullet, until the potential for infection is removed. 1 John 1.9, here's our text verse today about this concept of sin. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confession for a Christian is to admit to God that we have sinned. After we ask for forgiveness, the closeness to God is there again. What happens when a Christian sins? Friend, you may be listening and one of these examples will hit home with you, but there's a way out. What happens when a Christian sins? Well, sickness. 1 Corinthians 11.30 For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep, or that means are dead. That's just like what we see in Acts chapter 5. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? They made the mistake of lying to the Holy Spirit of God, and as a result of their sin, they died. 
1 Corinthians 11.28, a verse that's often used for communion or often called the Lord's Supper, says this, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Reference that verse not long ago. Prayers can be hindered by sin. Psalm 66, 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. When a Christian desires, and this is such a sad case, when a Christian desires to hold on to sin more than he loves God, his prayers can't be answered. What else does sin do? It robs you of joy. What else happens when a Christian sins? We've already stacked up so many things that are and the antithesis of what you and I want. There, we've stacked up so many things that would make me say, no, 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 I don't want to sin. And yet my flesh takes over sometimes. Or I should say, I allow it to take over and I sin. When a Christian sins, seeds are planted and we might not be able to control the harvest. As I said yesterday, we can choose our sin, but we cannot choose the consequences thereof. A Christian, when sinning, always reaps what he sows, reaps more than he sows, and often reaps unexpectedly. When a Christian sins, children are affected. You can read Exodus 20, verse number 5. And lastly for now, when a Christian sins, it brings shame to the cause of Christ. Hebrews 6, 4-6, through if you'd like more context there. What are the steps to sin? Lust, sin, and death. You say, hold on, I thought sin was the end game. No, friend. Lust begins the process. When it's acted upon, sin comes, and it always ends with something dying. James 1, 13-15 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man, but every man is tempted. When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed, Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That verse, number 14, speaks of a Christian being enticed. That's kind of a hunting or even a fishing term. Enticement is the lure that gets the animal or the fish away from safety. A good fisherman knows that in his tackle box he'll have many lures, and depending upon the prey that he's after, he knows exactly which one to dangle it and how to move that lure and entice that fish. The devil? Oh, he's a master fisherman. He uses many lures. He might use music. He might use media. He might use old friends, money, maybe your human nature sometimes. How about a possibility of a new house or a new job, maybe fame or notoriety, a boyfriend or girlfriend. His tackle box is full of proven lures that have worked for generations. What has he used on you? Although he cannot read our minds, I'd like you to understand that he cannot read our minds. He does know human nature, so guard your desires. Think about it. If he, the devil, is watching you, all the time. Do you tell him through your actions in the privacy of your own home? Do you tell him what might be the most useful lure against you? Be very careful 
of broadcasting your weaknesses to the devil, even in your own private time. Friend, there's so much more here that we could talk about with sin. We're going to draw it to a conclusion. I'd like for you, if you'd like more, if you'd like to answer some of these study questions, if you'd like some more help, contact us, but also ask for discipleship study number 13 on sin. Next week, Lord willing, I'm excited to share with you the armor of God, discipleship study number 14. But before we get there, we have Saturday coming up. Tomorrow, Open House, Bible Tracks Incorporated. Let me know if you can come. Send us an email. The announcer will be on with all the ways you can contact us. Saturday, November 7th, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Do not miss out on this opportunity. Free food, fellowship, maybe, just maybe, you'll catch a vision for the cause of Christ. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.